0: Welcome back to But Why the Podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Today is going to be the fourth episode in our Missions That Matter series, where we cover charitable organizations that do good work with pop culture. As always, I'm your host, Kate. I'm here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello.
0: And our special guest of the evening, Latrell. How's it going?
2: Hi, how are you?
0: And for the listeners out there, um, would you like to tell them exactly who we're talking to today?
2: Uh, okay, um, so my is Latrell, I'm with the 501st Legion, I'm part of Star Garrison, which is all of te- the state of Texas, and then sp- more specifically, the West Texas squad.
0: Do you all cons- is it cosplay, technically? Or do you all consider it something else?
2: That's kind of an interesting story, because some people consider it cosplay, some of the other members don't like to say it's that. I really don't care if you call it cosplay, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) It's just some people think it's either above it. Because, you know, cosplay can range from wearing a cardboard box versus to something very intricate and large. So it's really just subjective to whoever, I think.
0: Okay. So I guess, how do I ask this question? I want to know who and or what you dress up as.
2: So I have two costumes right now one is the regular stormtrooper from a new hope so the first star wars movie and then my other one is a arc trooper which actually comes from a comic book in the expanded universe
0: awesome
3: my mask real quick
2: uh... how long did it take you to make both of those um... the stormtrooper took i want to say about a month you know with life you know work and everything else so just your free time so about a month The the clone trooper, on the other hand, took me about a good six months. Nice. Just because of how you put it together is different from a stormtrooper, and then just gathering the materials takes longer because there's less makers for them. So stormtroopers, there's more of us, there's more makers. It's more generic. As for my art trooper, there's more specific things that are just for that one, so it's, it takes longer to do. Okay. Awesome. Um-
0: and so what goes into the costumes? Do you have them? Are they all regulated?
2: Yes. So the 501st Legion has what's called CRLs or their costume references. So even if you go on our website, which on 501st.com, you can go into the CRLs and it'll list all the approved costumes we have, ranging from Stormtroopers to Darth Vader, you know, pilots from the prequel series, the original trilogy, even the new ones. So... And it lists all the specifics as seen on camera and everything else.
0: So the big question here is why and how was the 501st founded? And what exactly is the mission of the 501st?
2: So for the basic founding of the 501st, it started with a gentleman named Alvin Johnson, who's from South Carolina. And he basically just wanted some way for people to come together with their homemade Star Wars costumes and basically just you know share the love of Star Wars and everything, that's how it started out. So it wasn't this big charitable organization that it is now. Before it was just a basic costuming group that just basically over time grew larger and larger, which implemented the creation of garrisons and outposts and squads and everything else to help keep it organized.
0: And so, what's its mission now? Like, what does it look like now um, for you guys? Like, what what's something that you do?
2: Well, how I always perceive it is we use Star Wars to, you know, basically generate charity for anything. So people request us, say, we could do an event that's for cancer research. And people will c- ask us to come to just help with turnout and everything and help with donations. Just because sometimes when you see Star Wars characters, people freak out immediately. And it just helps with people willing to give essentially so like for instance one time we me and a friend of mine she does a scout trooper we did the the salvation army We you know where they ring the bells and everything yeah and we did it in front of a walmart and everybody was happy because they had gotten more money in that small time period that we were there than they had like throughout the entire week oh wow so, oh, wow. so it was that in itself i think it helps out just being able to dress up like that
0: awesome Um, so I guess ultimately what makes you guys different than um, other organizations that do charitable work
2: well I think what's different for about us is we don't actually accept any money we don't handle any money specifically mostly because you know Disney and Lucasfilm it's their property their rights so we were to take money it's like we're making money off of their product so how would work if If some organization wants to donate money, or somebody wants to donate money to an organization, they donate the money, they give that organization the money, but they do it on behalf of us.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
2: So they'll list when they donate it that it's on behalf of the 501st Legion, and then we just get like a memo that states that this amount of money was donated to here, and then we just tally it up at the end of each year.
0: So are there any set programs that you all run, like um, recurring events that you all have?
2: Um, not, not really. We, For right now, we're obviously busy because all the Star Wars movies are coming out. So that's like a regular thing for us right now. So when Force Awakens came out, Rogue One, and now The Last Jedi. So we'll be at movie theaters and everything, you know, just helping promote the movie and just having fun with all the fans and everything like that. But as far as like set events, it's more we're requested for things and we go out. So for instance here in El Paso we have the they have May the fourth they do with the zoo where they show Star Wars movies. And so we did it last year and then we've already they've already asked us to do it again next year, so that for sure I know that we have. It'll probably be in reoccurring event from who knows how long. But beyond that we don't have any set events because people request us and then we go.
0: Okay, what was there? Is there like one event or one? Um, I guess one charitable thing that you all that you've done since you've been with the Five O First that uh, that really I don't know. What's your best moment in your in your armor?
2: Um, for me, I would say is we've gone to the El Paso Children's Hospital. That's probably one of the bigger ones that I think is. I'm glad I'm wearing a helmet because I'd probably be crying <laughs> because there was there was a little a girl she was too sick to come out of her room and we couldn't go in to see her but then we had we like waved from the doorway and said hello but then we went around the the hospital around the floor and then she was there and then she had gotten up out of the room and then actually came back again to take an actual picture with us and say hello like it didn't motivate her that much to get out of bed to actually say hello and then there was another one where a boy hadn't he hadn't spoken to anyone except his parents, hadn't smiled, was nothing. But then when we showed up, he he had, he had was actually, you know, smiling and having fun for the first time and who knows how long. So that's one of the reasons why also we enjoy it a lot is because it brightens kids' days. Yeah. Because, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to just, you know, dress up and have fun with it. But, but some kids lose their, you know, childhoods because they're in the hospital or they're facing something else. So for me, it's always whenever we visit the Children's Hospital.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) I'd be crying like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. So um, what are your upcoming events? Because I'm guessing anything around uh, the premiere of Star Wars is going to be huge. So uh, what do you have coming up next?
2: Well, before the premiere comes out, uh, on the 2nd of December, they have the, the light parade that's downtown. Uh, that's one thing that our uh, some of our guys will be there for that too so we've never done a parade before so I know they're super excited about that we tried to go for the one the Thanksgiving parade but the the theme didn't really work well with with Star Wars so (laughs) we opted against it and then later on Socorro uh, Independent School District on the 9th it's having Comic-Con to promote like literacy and reading and everything so they asked us if we could go help out, you know, have fun with the kids and everything like that. Um, the following week, right before the movie comes out, first, NMSU is having like a Star Wars night for their basketball team. So, folks in Cruces and then us here, we're gonna drive out to Cruces and you know be a part of that. So I'm excited for. I've never done a sporting event, so I'm curious how that's gonna go. Oh, Vader yeah. dunking. Fall. fall and not get up. And then the Thursday when the, uh, the movie comes out, we actually help raise money for uh, a charity which is called Movies for Kids. So basically what they do is they provide movie tickets for movies like cool. Thor, Wonder Woman, Star Wars for orphan kids and underprivileged kids. So ones that are, you know, just unable to buy their own mm-hmm. tickets to see these movies we're, we help raise money for that. And then we actually have the screening that Thursday where they actually oh. rent out two whole theaters just for that. Aww. So, That's awesome. And, that, and then that point forward, you know, it's just we're going to be at premiere. We're going to be at Alamo Drafthouse, you know, premiere weekend. And then on Friday, Dave & Buster's is having like a Star Wars themed party. So we'll be there for that also. You know, we wish we could be at Cinemark more. So we just have the Movies for Kids event, and that's it. But Cinemark is more stricter on costuming and having costumes at their theaters, mm-hmm. you know, given things that have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. So we don't go to them as much. But, I mean, if sometimes we'll be outside. But I don't think we have anything planned for Cinemark right now, I'm not mistaken. But, yes, mostly just Salamo Draft House and Premiere right now. And then also on the on the 9th, American Airlines has what is called the Snowball Event. And it's basically they have the families of fallen service members they greet them here in El Paso and then they fly them out to Dallas where they have this big huge event thanking them for you know you know their relative sacrifices and trying to just you know make things a little brighter for the holidays and everything like that Mm -hmm. so they said they should have at least I think 40 people that are going out at least to Dallas and I'm I'm kind of excited too because the airport doesn't allow people in costumes, for you know obvious reasons too. Yeah. So it actually gives us a rare opportunity to, to have fun in that kind of environment. Yeah, we like to do what's called shenanigans. <laughs> so like sometimes we'll go to the mall and then we'll act like we're regular people. We <laughs> have the costumes on, so like we'll get on kiddie rides. or we'll act like we're buying stuff and everything. And then so I'm excited for the airport because we don't get to be in the airport dressed up. So we could act like we're waiting in the TSA line or something or we're trying to buy plane tickets. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. I don't know. It really depends how lenient TSA is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um so what prompted you to get involved? When you, when did you decide to start um you know to start assembling your costume and to start getting like were you involved before you actually had a costume or how did that go?
2: Well, my first interest started when I was in school. And, like, I always wanted to dress up as a stormtrooper. So I started researching online. And then I realized how much it costs. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but then years, years went by and time went on. And then I got reinvigorated about all of it. And really what started was um, there was a sale for the actual costumes themselves. And it was, like, a good $300 cheaper than what it is. So I just like I was hesitant, but then I jumped on it, and I was just like, "Let's go for it," and that's really how it started. And then, through Facebook and social media, uh, people that already lived here in El Paso that were part of the Legion reached out to me to be like, "Hey, you know, there are people, there are other guys here that do the same thing," and that's basically how it started.
0: That's awesome. Um, So how how would somebody go about getting involved with the Five O First either? by joining it themselves or requesting you guys? Like what what do those two processes look
2: like? So you don't necessarily need to have a costume to be a part of the group, I would say. We we also have what's called handlers. (laughs) So whenever we have our costumes, our vision's blurred. Like we only have like a set view, like we don't have peripherals or anything. We can't see as well, we can't bend over. So we have people that help us, you know, to prevent us from walking over a trash can or something because we can't see it which I've actually done before so So that's another thing we have people that basically just help out in that way or we have people that have skills and other things for instance people have I don't want to say connections but that's pretty much what it is who know people within the city that have charity events that are running things and they basically say hey I know guys that dress up as Star Wars characters they can come out and you know just make it that much more fun and exciting so there are different ways to get involved even if you don't have a costume if you're actually interested in getting costumes it it really depends on what you want to do so some people ask us well what should I do and it really is it comes down to you because it's an investment it's not too cheap so you really have to do what you want to do like and then how that works is, say you want to build a stormtrooper. Each group of costumes has its own specific groups also. So stormtroopers have what's called the first um, FISD, which is the first Imperial stormtrooper detachment. And then like all the people who dress up as Vader, you know the Emperor have the Sith Lords detachment, bounty hunters, Boba Fett, and so on. So each one has their own website forums where you can actually go and inquire about getting you know costumes for that specific one or everything and that's how you would start you would get it and then we have every garrison has a website of their own also most have social media pages so there's ways to reach out and so it's it's not if as long as you put the effort into research and find it you can so
1: well so it's Let's say, not me personally, because um, I'm all about the Empire, as my office states, what if I don't want to dress up like bad guys, quote-unquote, and I want to dress up like good guys? Is there stuff? Is there something like the 501st for that as well?
2: Oh, yes, yeah. So there's actually what's called the Rebel Legion. So those are all your good guys. You know, your Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, the Rebel pilots, you know, the, the Winter Troopers on Hoth or and everything clone troopers, jedi's, everything like that. So there's a light side, which is all your all those and then the 501st is the dark side. And then also we have another organization which is called the Mandalorian Works, which is basically your Boba Fett style, you know, costumes. But that one is very more free range. You can color it however you want. It's not specific to what's seen on screen. They do have requirements still, but it's a lot more customizable to what you want. So, I'm sure if you were to Google it right now, you could see all the different varying forms of Mandalorians there are. And it's really amazing what some of these people have done with theirs. And if you, that's the route you want to take mm-hmm. too, that's definitely a possibility also.
1: Yeah, I was. Because uh, we saw you guys at El Paso Comic Con, my wife and I. Uh, and we saw this little Mandalorian as Ariel. Oh. Yes, yeah, so, oh, I know. And then I, know. I showed it to Kate and she died. Because it, it was just so <laughs>
0: cute. It was so adorable. Cute.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I know it's it's the guy's name is Bill and that's his daughter Aww. and that's the one. Yeah, everybody loves that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's fantastic. It is so yes, and things like that. It's it's fun and at the same time, and you can add to it how you like.
0: And do you all do a lot of work uh, with like the Rebel Agent and the Mandalorian Marks as well, or are you all at a lot of the same events to the same charities? Yes,
2: yeah, so we we try to do as much stuff as we can together. Now, for the Rebel Legion, there's there's actually only one member here right now, <laughs> so and he's he's a he's a Jedi and a fleet trooper. So the ones on Tantive Four, the ones that are fighting in the beginning of Star Wars. So he's that. So right now, Rebel Legion's just starting out, but you know we'll get there. And then as far as Mandalorians, we have some here, we have some in Cruces and other parts of New Mexico. So that's so. And then we have what's called is the Red Sands Patrol, which is a combination of all the groups and the different areas. Oh, wow. So it's comprised of all three orgs, and then El Paso, Cruces, and other parts of New Mexico, and Juarez also. Oh,
0: wow. Awesome. So it, it, it's safe to say the Empire has a firm hold in El Paso at the moment? Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: definitely outnumber the good guys for sure. Was there... we, we, Was there... like to, we
1: like to make fun of our lonely rebel. <laughs> so, what you're saying is, is that our pastoral listeners need to get out there and start dressing like good guys. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's fine with me, too. Uh, was there
3: any particular reason he chose a stormtrooper?
2: I think it's just iconic in itself. Like, everybody knows Darth Vader, of course. But stormtroopers on their own, like, you can't have Vader without stormtroopers. You, know, you can't have the empire without stormtroopers and it's much easier not to be mistaken for something else <laughs> so for instance a TIE pilot everyone's familiar with Thai pilot they have the hoses yep. and everything they get called Darth Vader all the oh time oh
0: my gosh
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: sounds like blasphemy <laughs> yeah so
2: I mean you know like an avid fan obviously knows that's a Thai pilot that's Darth Vader but you know, to a, a child oh, who's seven yeah. years old, he's not going to know the difference between the two. I
0: could definitely see that. But then
2: you have grown adults do it too, but yeah. still. I was like,
0: I'm pretty sure my 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 grandma would have would have called it the uh a Star Wars Vader, Star Wars Vader? so yeah.
2: Or yeah, or we just get called Star Wars in general. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so overall, I guess honestly, like how. I'm just gonna ask the big question right now because I really want to know for you, like, why has, why has Star Wars mattered to you so much, and why has the like the Empire specifically mattered to you, or or you know just the Stormtrooper?
2: Well, I grew up with Star Wars from a young age, like it was always a part of like growing up, from the original movies to toys to the TV shows and all the adaptations, video games. So it was always just a part of my upbringing. And then now, with the new trilogy coming out, it's, like, gone back to full swing, you know? So that's really great, and it's really brought in more fans to the franchise. And then I think, as we dress up, it helps build that fandom more. Um, what was the other question? Sorry. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Why were you called to the Empire, specifically?
2: Well, it even goes, like, when well, my my friend who actually dresses up as Vader, it's the first time you see him in the movie. It's like, who is this big man? You know, like, Mm -hmm. everybody just stops when he enters the room. You know? And then, honestly, they're just, they have all this power. They're just menacing. And then, people, I mean, people always tend to lean towards the good guys because that's just, I think that's just how it works. Like, I do like Jedis. Like, I like Mace Windu. I like Obi-Wan. But, I think the Empire resonates more to everyone versus because the good side has all their their face characters their heroes but the Empire I think is more inclusive to everybody because they have their groups everybody's together and united at something versus oh you know Luke Skywalker Han Solo it's more specific yeah. versus the Empire's more an umbrella term and embraces everybody
0: so when it comes to um, you know because I I've been aware of the 501st specifically because i mean there were a few times like earlier in the 2000s where they were in the news like building suits for kids and stuff like that like um was the 501st like one of the first like large star wars groups like this
2: i mean i don't know the specifics completely of like if it's founding like i know where it originated and how it just basically blew up from that so i would say yes but i wouldn't know say I've only been in the Legion for two years now.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: So, I mean, there are some members that have been here since uh, that time, really. Like one of the guys in, uh, I think, Alamogordo or Albuquerque, he's been since the late or early two thousands, like back when it started. So, yeah. he would definitely know more. <laughs> but, but as far as like building costumes for kids, I mean. I wouldn't say that really takes place to my knowledge anymore. Okay. Like, I know some adults buy costumes for their kids. <laughs> like, I've seen that. But beyond that, I don't know.
0: Um, I guess also just, like, a personal question. If Lucasfilm said, hey, El Paso 501st, y'all want to come be in the next movie? I will give you, will give you new armor. Will we'll y'all jump at that right away?
2: oh yeah. yeah like we wouldn't we would be there we could be there next day yeah. and out that work you don't even have to tell
1: us twice do you know how fast I would try to get in on this yeah. like how fast I would like just go blow my money yeah to, to build what, a scene what do I to do <laughs> like
2: I remember when I first saw George Lucas I was in DC oh, wow. and I feel like I wouldn't be someone to freak out over seeing a celebrity but I saw him in, like in public and I just like lost it I couldn't <laughs> hold it together like it was ridiculous and then I went to Styler's Celebration, and then he was there. You know, everybody was there. Harrison Ford, Marquette, everyone was. And I couldn't contain myself again, but I don't know.
0: And did you go uh, Did you go to Celebration as yourself or with the, with the squad?
2: Um, from here, there was just me and then uh, the scout who dresses up here in El Paso. At the time, there were some other guys that went, but they weren't um, done with theirs yet. But they still went, you know... And then we have folks from Cruces who drove, actually, to Florida Oof. for it. And then, yeah. So I actually did dress up as my Stormtrooper and my Clone Trooper at the convention. So awesome. that was a long day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems like worth it, though. If you're going to dress up at least once, I would assume that it would have mm-hmm. to be a yes. celebration.
2: Oh, Yeah. And then they take the group photo, also the Legion itself, and it was, it was packed. Like, the whole area was full. And then, yeah, you just see. It. And then I just I joke with my friend, Is like, you guys got to be able to find me in the picture. <laughs> 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 with all the other 100 Stormtroopers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and do y'all have any other questions?
2: Uh,
3: no, I don't, actually. He's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I have a whole bunch of, like, fan questions. I just feel like, how hot is it in a suit? How long does it take to put on? Like that, I, Oh yeah,
2: I mean I could ask. Okay, that yeah. How that, I
0: mean. how hot is it in a suit and how long does it take to put on? <laughs>
2: okay, well, it depends on the costume, obviously. So a tie pilot or a scout can take, I don't know, 10-15 minutes easy because it's like a flight suit and like a couple pieces and a helmet mm-hmm. versus Vader where he has his legs, his boots, his shin guards, his belt, his inner robe, his outer robe, his cape, his shoulder, you know, chest piece, and then everything like that. So it can range from, like, really quick, 10, 15 minutes to 30 minutes. And then, again, on the costume, you can get really hot or it's perfectly fine. (laughs) So, like, me, I'm kind of thin, so it helps out, so I don't get too hot. (laughs) But then it... For uh, Greg, he wears a Vader. He's always hot. Oh gosh. We're outside in the cold, and he's still hot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, with an inner
0: robe and an outer robe, I- <laughs> yes,
2: and then a cape. So yeah, it just really depends on the outfit, and then people don't really understand all the pieces that go into it. So like I was saying beforehand, like people think we can do all these crazy like motions, and we're actually very limited because of how they're made, I guess, and how they're designed. So it kind of limits your movement and your vision,
0: <laughs> which is something I never knew. I did. I did not know that the that the troopers were just all looks. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So like even the Vader Empire Strikes Back, the bottom of his uh, mask was glass, so that he could see when he was oh. actually fighting Luke Skywalker.
0: <laughs> nice, that seems a little bit necessary. Just, just yes, a little like,
2: bit. <laughs> There's no way they would have been able to fight him. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And they were all deep too. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use this second to plug how I thought. So for our listeners who don't, um, know or haven't heard, um, I got married in October and we had a legit Star Wars wedding. Um, and I've had, I've known about the 501st for a long time. No matter what convention I'm at, the 501st is always there. Um, you know, back in the nineties and early two thousand or, or in the late two thousands when I was going to premieres for Star Wars, like Five O First was always there. Uh, I requested that they come to my wedding thinking, you know, we're gonna get two. Two tr- two TKs and I'll be happy. Uh, six of them came, you know, and they when they when he says that they come with a lot of stuff, they came with like trunk fulls. Uh, especially Vader <laughs> came with like his own yeah, two, tr- I think. Yeah, two <laughs> trunk fulls of, of stuff. So they put in a lot of work, and I'm super, super appreciative of you guys coming because, you know, we're, we weren't a charity thing. Like, we just thought, you know, we're going to get two people. But then we had like, I had three pe- the week before the wedding, I had three people contact me asking me, you know, how many people do you want there? Um, you know, and all this stuff and all they asked was we make a terrible do- donation after the wedding so we did and they came and i can't i'm even having them walk down the aisles obviously i'll never ask them to do that again because i can just <laughs> see how difficult it was because they can't see anything so it was definitely not my best idea yeah, i took to a have step and i almost
2: fell And i was like i felt like my life was over because i felt like i was falling forever
1: hey the pictures look amazing <laughs> i
0: got that on video it's
1: very intimidating <laughs>
2: Oh, no, that wedding was awesome. You had all that stuff.
1: It was
0: great. <laughs> so,
1: And the best thing about it, I think um, one of my biggest things, you know, when we get into it, but why those a little bit later, like, the reason why I like this organization so much and why I want to be a part of it so bad myself is that we saw you guys literally the next week at Rogue One at the Fountains. Oh, yes. And uh, Greg's wife, I saw Greg's wife, mm-hmm. she was like, why do you look so familiar? Like, oh, yeah, we were right your way. How's it going? <laughs> when are you going to join up? Uh, And then we saw, I think I saw Jaime as well. And even one of the the Thai pilot who wasn't able to make it, um, you know, he saw me and he's like, oh, hey, man, so sorry I wasn't able to make it to your thing. So, like, I would met them a week ago and they still, you know, were still nice and still receptive and asking us to join, which I want to do so bad. (laughs) So, we really appreciate, as an El Paso, we really appreciate you guys because you guys are just about everything I've ever seen, like, pop culture-wise here in this city.
2: Yeah, and you see that. People... People freak out for Star Wars. I've noticed here. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, sometimes it's not even kids. It's the adults. They're the ones that go crazy over it. Like, we shot... Oh, I wish I had... The the video... We shot a video downtown. I don't know if you guys are familiar way back when there was the Running Man Challenge. Mm -hmm. We did that downtown. (laughs) And again, as Stormtroopers, we can't lift our legs very high, so we just look like we're awkwardly running. (laughs) And the entire time we're trying to tell people, no, we can't take pictures right now. We're trying to get this done maybe <laughs> afterwards. But, yeah, so it's always the adults, you know, like, oh, you know, like, let's take a picture and stuff. And the kids are like, I don't want to take a picture.
1: <laughs> you know, that makes a lot of sense because um, I kept telling people, like, yeah. When they were asking, like, hey, what do you guys want – like, what do you want us to do at the wedding? I was like, oh – just hang around, take some pictures with the kids. But I'm pretty sure all of like my aunts and uncles who came, and my grandma who came dressed up, took way more pictures with you guys than any of the kids did. I can definitely see the adults freaking out way more, uh, for can, sure.
2: When you see it. Those people are, sometimes are ruthless. Like it gets to the point where this is where hand, handlers get important. So they have to like really just organize the crowd essentially. Because like we've been to premiere and Bassett, and the, the crowds have gotten ginormous to the point where the handlers literally needed to direct, this is the line, you're next, and everything like that. Because otherwise people just crowd us and we can't move, we can't do anything, and that's when it gets bad.
1: Makes a lot of sense.
2: Also water. Water is very important.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you can't move, I'm guessing that the stormtroopers we see dancing, like in those videos, like don't, aren't like regulation like stormtrooper outfits <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so i know the one that i keep getting tagged in in facebook and people keep showing me is i think is america's got talent whichever one it is yeah where they're like doing flips and everything like that They're the right costumes but yes they're missing a lot of pieces <laughs> and they're like not joined together the way they should be so which allows them to do flips and everything like that. it's still impressive don't get me wrong but without, since they're missing pieces, that allows them to do those things.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: But I mean, you can rig it to where you get a lot of good movement, so you're not super stiff. Like before, when I first tried mine on, I couldn't move at all. <laughs> I was like walking like a duck. I was waddling and everything. And just over time, you learn where you need to like trim it at and cut it at so that it moves more naturally and everything like that. And that's just, like, part of the process, too, which I think is similar to, like, just cosplaying in general. Like, you start at a certain point, you make it. The first time you wear it, you're excited because you have it, but then over time you slowly build on it and tweak it to where it looks nicer, where it fits you better and everything like that. And you have to repair it, too. It's a constant struggle.
1: (laughs) On that same note, I mean, you already have two, you know, costumes that's two more than any of us have uh, are you planning on doing any anything else new now with like these new movies coming out with all like the new animated series all the new comics coming out is there anything that's like catching your eye there's two that i
2: want right to do right now so i don't know if you guys are familiar with the darth vader comics darth vader has a protocol droid that's black that's like his torture droid and everything he's awesome i love him i love his like attitude and everything that one i definitely want to do but that one is so it's basically making a black c3po so i've looked into it there's a facebook group that people just build it and like make the parts so it's very hard to come by and it's very expensive so i was like well maybe down the road but then right now with what me and two of my other friends were talking about doing was for battlefront the uh inferno squad so you know their outfits, so the three black TIE pilots with the red on them, that's what we're do- talking about doing right now. So for me, I wanted to do Dell, which is, he's like the one with all the pouches and everything like that, and he has a sniper rifle. That's the one for me that I want to do. And then we have a girl that's going to do Aiden, and then another guy that's going to do Gideon, so.
0: That's awesome. That's
2: the next one I'm planning on doing. So, gotta start saving up. Yeah. For <laughs> one of the guys, he's actually, two actually, they're hoping to get it done before the premiere, but we're running short on time. Is the, uh, the first order stormtroopers. So, they would be the first ones that we would have here in El Paso. And then one of them is looking at becoming the executioner. I don't know if you're familiar with that, it's the one with the black on the white. Yep. And he's like, he has like that, that I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. But, so he's working towards making that one. So hopefully, we have to keep bugging him, but hopefully he gets it done by then before the movie comes out. That's awesome.
0: awesome. Um, so the
1: no. Inferno Squad one gets me giddy. Yeah. Because I, I would lose my mind if I saw that. Because I love <laughs> the Infernal Squad book, and I just finished the campaign. So I would like to lose my mind if like, I saw that. So Adrian
0: that. would yeah. be boxing so, people yeah. out. Yeah, I would be boxing little kids yeah. out, but you don't
1: even know little kid. You can't even read
0: yet. <laughs> you don't understand this.
2: <laughs> yeah, it would be great for me because my two costumes I have right now, I can't kneel down, I can't bend over. Mm-hmm. So it would be the first costume I have where I can actually do all that. <laughs> so it would be a new experience for me.
0: That's awesome. So um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find um, the five hundred the the. Eh. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find the 501st, um, is it the West Texas squad of Star Garrison? Correct? Okay. <laughs> Why don't you let them know where you, uh, where they can find um, find your group, where they can find you, and how they can contribute?
2: Okay, so you have Star Garrison, which is basically just stargarrison.com. Easy. <laughs> And that connects us with all the squads. So if you make a request there, it gets routed to us, and then we go from there. And if it's here in El Paso, I contact them and everything like that. Um, For El Paso specifically, we actually, on Facebook, we have what's called the Red Sands Patrol. So you can go on Facebook and just search it. We have a page and a a group itself. So if you're really adamant and committed to making a Star Wars costume, we can let you in in the group, and we can basically take you under our wing. And you can learn about whatever custom it is. So we have people that have Vader, Clone Troopers, Stormtroopers, Scout Troopers, Rebels, Mandos. Like we there's always somebody here who can probably help you out. And if not, we can get you in touch with a person that can. So definitely for, for here in El Paso, Cruces in this area, the Red Sands Patrol on Facebook, reach out to us there. And then if not myself, then one of the others will definitely do that.
0: And where th- where can they find you if they want to get if they want to if they want to look at your 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 stormtrooper pictures or anything like that? I don't know if you have a Twitter or anything or if you want that. Well, we
2: have the the, <laughs> the public Facebook page right now. It's really new, so we're still kind of like figuring it out and playing with it. We did have an Instagram, but I don't think we have really touched it in forever. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: run everything, guys.
2: Yeah, so it's like. Right now, it's just trying to manage a Facebook page. It's still new. Like, we only got, like, 100 and something likes. But we only made it, like, two or three weeks ago. So we're just trying to, like, promote it and everything like that. Just as an outlet so people know how to come in contact with us. Because before, it would just be, oh, we met you here. Mm -hmm. Then we keep your contact info. And then that's it. And then we just communicate ourselves. But really trying to make it more accessible to people that are just interested. Like, hmm, maybe we want them to come out but we don't know how to how to get in touch with them that's why we have i made the we made the facebook page so that it'd be a little bit easier because before it's like trying to figure it out and then oh we saw them here then that's how we got to know them just trying to make it more uh what's the word accessible yes yeah. that's the one accessible
1: yeah, yeah. i will say like cuz when we were looking at places to move i selfishly like looked uh to see if there was five hundred first garrisons in the area, <laughs> uh, back when I when I first first graduated, and we didn't know where we were going, so when he mentioned the uh, the five hundred first website at the very beginning, like that website has everything you need to know, and helped me find like where I wanted to live if they had a five hundred first garrison around there. So,
2: yes, because for the past couple years, year, <throat> we only really started growing the past couple of years, because I want to say about five six years ago there wasn't there wasn't anyone in the five hundred first here in El Paso. But just in the past two years alone, we've gotten up to 11, 12 members for El Paso. Nice. So I think it's just a demonstration that we're growing here, I think. Because most people, you know, Houston has some, Dallas has a lot in that whole area. And that's why West Texas squad is actually com- comprised of Lubbock, Midland, and then us. Just because of the sheer number-wise, there's not a whole lot mm-hmm. of us. So... But right now we're growing definitely, and then we get we have new people that have introduced themselves to us just recently, who are talking about making costumes. So
0: that's awesome, and thank you so much for you know taking the time out of your day to you know talk with us about the Firefighters because I've I always assault you guys with selfies and trying to get you to take pictures with me as opposed pose, and so I haven't actually gotten to like really get um, to talk to somebody about everything that goes on with it. I usually just try to get yeah, as many pictures as absolutely. I can. <laughs> and thanks again.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for inviting yeah, me. What, what do you want our your outro music to yes. be?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, the big question. Oh, yeah, the big we question.
1: let our guests pick our outro music.
3: Oh,
2: okay. Um,
3: let me think. This is always a question that gets every guest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I would say
1: uh, "Duel of Fates" from episode one.
0: Ooh, okay, write that down.
1: Just make sure you do 15 seconds, or Lucas is gonna come find us in our beds. <laughs>
2: it's not even Lucas anymore. It's Disney, Mickey <laughs> Mouse. Mickey Mouse is Mickey gonna, Mouse Mouse is gonna come. Oh,
1: sorry, that's worse. <laughs> Vader, Mickey's gonna come yes. get <laughs>
0: So now it's time for our last thoughts and responses to the interview we just had. Matt, you want to start?
3: Uh, Sure. First, I want to thank our guest, Latrell, uh, for coming on. It was very awesome to hear from them for the 501st, I believe is how it is. Um, I want to say it was was actually cool to learn and figure out that they, as much as they like are a charitable organization, they do not actually accept any money. And they literally just do everything off of like volunteer to raise money for everybody and they don't accept anything at all. So it just sound it's really awesome because as he kind of would, he come out and say it, but pretty much you could allude to it. It's all volunteer work and it's, they don't get anything other than the enjoyment of like seeing people's faces and all the people they interact with. And I thought that was really cool. So they don't have to worry about doing anything. And the fact that um, they literally come out to small events because he talked about, obviously, Adrian talked about his wedding.
0: Are you calling Adrian's wedding small?
3: I was going to allude to the other <laughs> wedding that they went to. They said was even smaller than Adrian's. <laughs> so they, it's for everybody. And I I guess out of all the Star Wars things, I guess I never really thought about the whole way he said he was drawn to the Empire because it's inclusive where they're actually, I guess, depending on obviously who you talk to, they're portrayed as like the bad guys, but they seem to be the ones that are most inclusive overall. At least I found that very interesting from him. But it was great to hear from him, and thanks again, Wutrell, for coming out.
0: Yeah, no, I've had a fascination with the 501st for a really long time. Um, When I did my undergraduate um, thesis, I wrote about how the 501st and the good deeds they do is a way of using star, Star Wars as your moral compass and using it to do good things. And I've always been enamored with them. Like... I also really like to just run up to them and take pictures with them. And now I realize that that may not be the best thing to do. And I should wait to get an all clear from the handler. But (laughs) I also really appreciate that, like you said, they don't take any money. I didn't know that they didn't get paid to go to like personal events. Like I obviously knew that like with charities, people like I, I guess that people would bring them in and they would raise money. But I didn't know that when you ask them to come for you, all your payment to them is just a payment to a charitable organization and that to me is really really great because like you said Matt they literally get nothing but the joy from other people and the joy they have being in that Star Wars community and just making it stronger by just being there like I yeah (laughs) I kind of don't know what else to say I I was just surprised by that because I guess in the back of my head I always thought well you know I bet it costs a whole bunch to get them to show up to your party, or you know all these different. I thought that it was kind of unattainable, and it's like, no, we do this so that you can, you know, do good for others, and that's that was awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, like I said uh, before, like I didn't think they were going to show up, I, because I've known all the stuff they do at least locally for for us, um, and it's a glo- it's a global thing, right? So like he was just giving his experiences just from the El Paso one. And if that small team is able to do all the things that they do in my city, I can't even imagine like what the garrisons look like in some of these bigger cities. Because I know um, meeting the guys from Austin when we were at uh, Austin Comic Con and you know events like that, they were also super nice too. So I have to imagine that th- being a completely volunteer thing, they all have to have some semblance of like how this garrison is here. I have to, in my head, think that all the ones around the world are like that too. So they're super, super great organization and different than anyone that we've covered so far in our missions that matter series.
3: Yeah, because before we've done, seemed I don't know if we, it was on, it wasn't definitely intentional, but we've been doing video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so I, this is and it. Kind of like kind of goes back to our cosplay episode. Like the, for all the cosplayers that I know, like they do it for the joy of seeing people. They don't do it for the money. They don't do it to go like compete to win contest money they just do it to see people happy and like this is the antithesis of like what you can do with dressing up making kids who don't stand up go stand up and see you kids who don't talk finally talk to finally talk because you're there like that's just amazing
0: Yeah, and I definitely want to reach out to like the Rebel Legion and the you know the Mandalorian Mercs and like get their experiences too Um, but it was really awesome to hear that all of them try to work together like as much as they can yeah so if you're listening to this and you're in El Paso and you want to get involved, go get involved. Because, I mean, this yeah. it, it sounds like a really great community to just be a part of.
1: Yeah, and I would say just in Paso, to that fact. Go get yeah, involved, exactly.
3: Because uh, apparently they were found in South Carolina. Yeah. Which is <laughs> actually a very interesting fact to me. <laughs> of all places.
0: I think it's proof yeah. that everybody everywhere loves Star Wars. Yeah. And I think to, like... I'm kind of because I'm kind of driven to kind of look into it more myself, not for the 501st. first, but I really want to make uh, what is it, Poe's mom? I really want to dress up as her, like really, really bad. So that'd be cool. That
3: that's- and you
1: know for there's I don't I don't know if we we mentioned it, but there's also like an R two builders group that all yeah. they do is just build. Working droid models. So, when we were at uh, Althausa Comic Con, they had like two R2 units that were running around, you know, fully functional arm flaps coming out and stuff, too. So, even if you don't want to dress up, which you're just really good with your hands, you can also do that, too. So, something, something, it seems like there's something for everybody. Cause, like you said, like you don't have to dress up, Like you can go be a handler, you could help fix the costumes. There's something for everyone, it seems like.
0: Yeah. And, too, there's the Saber Guilds as well, yeah. where they trained, to, you know, they pretty much do the same thing, but they train to, like, do reenactments of fights <laughs> with their sabers for, you know, for a similar cause. Um, yeah, I mean, power of Star Wars, man. Like, this is a great way to kick off our, our Star Wars specials.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely, like, this is definitely hyped me up, for sure, and hopefully we can bring uh, Latrell back for some of our other episodes, or even anyone from the 501st who uh, wants to come do some episodes with us. It'd be great to have him on, because we know... Who loves Star Wars more than people who dress up as Star Wars characters to go make kids, you know, smile? Like, what, how, what's what's deeper fandom than that?
0: Yeah, I also now have the answer as to why stormtroopers miss all the time, and it's because they can't move in their suits.
1: Yeah, like they the can't whole reason adjust. why the guy, the whole reason why <laughs> the guy in uh, the A New Hope that bumps his head when he's like running in because yeah. he can't see. Like, what is, he, <laughs> what is he supposed to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it.
1: Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Let's go let's go dress up as people and go make kids happy.
0: So as always, you can find the podcast at but Why Though PC on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash but why though PC and come by our website, but why though As for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Omymithrandier. Adrian?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at superreece93, 93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z,
3: 93. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at datm18, one
0: Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.